I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Freak Fest, Wyoming Frontier Prison, and Lasso. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. At long last, uh, I'm back here. I know it's been a while. I don't even know how long it's been uh, since I did one of these, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, I wanted to, you know, make this the year we do one a week, and we were going strong for a while, but, you know, like a lot of people's lives, weird stuff happens, and there's only so much you can do. Um, but uh, luckily, I'm back, uh, at least for now. Uh, we got uh, this one coming out, and um, probably a couple more at least coming. And I can't promise I'll get back to doing them once a week, but I promise I will keep doing them. And uh, if I get to the point where I can't do them at all anymore, uh, I'll probably let you guys know. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, you know, I hope everybody's doing good out there because, uh, you know, things are getting... Well, things have been crazy for a while. I don't want to say they're getting crazy because uh, that would be like, uh, what do they call that? Miss Gnome? Like uh, David the Gnome, but the Mrs. A misnomer. Yeah, that's right. That's the way words work. I got that one. Real good. All right. Uh, anyway, before we get going, I got to give a great, a big shout out to the producers of the podcast uh, for sticking in there. I, has it been more than a month since we did one of these? I will have to go back and look at the last release date. But uh, we got Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City, Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Thanks, guys, for sticking in there. I appreciate it. Um, if anybody else wants to get on a, on the Patreon and become a producer of the podcast, you can get on there at patreon.com slash intrudergreen. Um, do as little as uh, like a buck a month or something or... Uh, as much as like all the money you got. <laughs> and so I don't have to come take it from you. <laughs> all right. Not allegedly, you know, whatever. All right. Um, but you know, like uh, we, we like to check in with the date. I guess they're doing this on uh, October the 4th. Uh, you know, it's a cool month. Uh, not only like weather wise, it actually gets colder out. But uh, because it's, it looks real pretty outside. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys can go outside and you're not like stuck in quarantine or something or like actually getting sick. Like apparently Donald Trump is now. And that's weird because everybody's like, oh, he's just faking it. So we don't have to do no debates or they're like, ah, ha, ha, look at him. He's sick now. Hopefully he, he dies. And I'm like, yeah, it could go either way. I'm not sure. Maybe he's faking it. Maybe he's really sick. Maybe he'll die. I, I don't fucking know. But one thing's for sure, you motherfuckers better be voting because, uh, you know, even if he gets to the point where he's like, no, I'm not leaving, like uh, apparently uh, people are worried about him doing, uh, you got to get to the point, we, we got to get to the point where we could say, no, he's got to go, like collectively, you know, like uh, enough people uh, probably believe that, I hope, and uh, we got to give him the boot uh, legally uh dem democratically yeah that's right because america's a democracy at least that's what i heard i don't know for sure these days but uh <laughs> you know that's a def different topic i guess uh and we'll see how things go in november uh it's right around the corner guys so uh if you gotta like vote absentee or whatever uh get those votes in there early because uh you know some people might have uh voted too late last time and uh, the vote didn't count as something. And with the war on a post office or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's not getting easier. So uh, get those votes in and make sure you're uh, ready to go on election day. Get registered and all that stuff. It's real important. Uh, you know, it seems like every year it's like the most important election. 
And that's probably true because uh, it's never going to be. It's like last year's election is over. That happened. And we had four years of, uh, you know, the f- fucking four years of that shit. So, uh, you know, now the next election is happening and it's the most important election. It's, it's uh, you know, the election after that might be even more important, but this one's the most important now. So uh, fucking do it. All right. Uh, you know, Ruth Gator Bins, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, R.I.P. Uh, she makes her death makes it even more important. And she was a real cool lady. And, uh, you know, uh, Google her if you don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm pretty sure you do if uh, if you know anything about uh, anything. So anyway, uh, yeah, all of that stuff. All of, the world is crazy still and, all, and everything's going on. Um, the war on, uh, you know. Black Lives Matter and uh, really the war against fascism basically is what we're doing, getting into now. Uh, could be could be really heating up next month. But I also like October because it's time for Halloween and as much as, uh, you know, politics and all that stuff is real important, I like to uh, take some time to, uh, you know, just have a good time and celebrate Halloween a little bit. Because you got to enjoy life a little bit or uh, it's not really going to be worth living that much. Uh, so uh, hopefully you guys got some cool Halloween parties to go to and stuff. Uh, well, I don't know if, <laughs> if that's a thing going to be much of a thing this year. Maybe you do like a Zoom party where everybody dresses up in like witches and, and Draculas and stuff. That would be real cool. I think I might try to do that myself. That sounds real fun. Um, and you get some Halloween candy. Maybe TP a house or something, you know, allegedly, and uh, have a good time. Drink some, uh, you know, punch with booze in it. Yeah, all right. Uh, anyway, on this episode, we got Ray Rocket. Uh, of course, we've been friends for quite a while as uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket was kind of the first band that took us on like a big tour. Uh, we've been on tour before. Like, I think we did one with like direct hit and stuff, but it was kind of a smaller one. And, uh, so we, we, anyway, we became good friends with those guys, uh, like pretty, pretty right off the bat. Uh, we toured with them a bunch, even did Europe together. So, uh, yeah, we got a long history with those guys and, uh, good buds. Oh, we did a Warped Tour tour together too. Um, so it was real fun getting to talk to him. I'm going to try to get the rest of the guys on, uh, the podcast too, eventually. Uh, I think they're all interested in doing it. It's just, you know. Like I said, shit's weird and uh, don't have as much time as I used to to do this thing. Uh, but I appreciate everybody pitching in to like with the Patreon to keep it going. So uh, seriously, it means a lot to me. And uh, anyway, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Rocket on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. How you doing, bud? 
I'm hanging in there, you know. Uh, Bottle Rock is writing some tunes, and oh, that's we're going cool. back in the studio in November to record um, the Orange record. So we're, we're all excited about that, and it's helping to keep us a little, our minds occupied during all the craziness. Yeah, I'll bet. I mean, uh, that's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because everybody's like bummed out about not touring and everything. And I don't know, I feel like, you know, that that sob story is getting old at this point. It's like, yeah, everybody's bummed out about it, but we don't need to keep complaining. But that's a good idea to just like hunker down and start like, uh, you know, writing some songs, getting some getting some new uh, tunes ready to go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my creativity is a little stifled by everything and uh, yeah, everybody feels that. it. But Miguel's writing some songs and uh, Cody's writing some songs. So there's three of us working together and uh, we got 14 songs so far and we're not we're not going to the studio till November. So hopefully we'll get another like two more songs cranked out before then and and uh, record the Orange record, man. Yeah. Intruder Orange. Hell yeah. Well, we got. We we sort of got Intruder Orange, but we well we call him Orange for short, and that's Yellow, who's in prison <laughs> now, and is I guess he's never getting out of prison at this point. But uh, <laughs> that's that's interesting. Like uh, you know, I guess uh, you know, obviously for us, Blue's kind of the main songwriter, uh, but you guys kind of all write songs, and uh, does that kind of help you? Like you say, uh, Miguel and Cody are writing songs. But is it does that kind of like kick you in the butt a little to be like shit? I got to get some songs ready for this fucking album, or or it's going to be weird. Yeah, uh, definitely, especially if the songs they write are good, yeah. and then I feel like oh shit, uh, I got to do something because otherwise I'll uh, I'll be on the record with the stinkers, man. I got to come correct. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I could see that. You gotta you gotta have uh, something going on, but you know, like uh, I don't know. I, I guess when I when I listen to stuff, uh, besides the the fact that like Cody sings some songs and you sing some songs, it's it's hard to tell like who wrote what, and uh, yeah, they're all fun, they're all fucking great, you know. I yeah, I don't need to like toot your horn or whatever, you know. You know I love your guys' tunes, so. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had some uh, some fun tours together, and we've always been big fans of Mass Intruder. And but it's weird too because Miguel will write a song, and sometimes I'll sing a song that he writes, or Cody will write it, and then at that point it's just completely mysterious. But oh, for the yeah. most part, Cody sings the songs he writes, and I sing the songs I write. Yeah, all right, that makes a lot of sense. Might be kind of weird to do it the other way, and uh, it could be a cool we've, experiment. Or like you could do we've a thing. Considered it. You could yeah, do a thing where it. like you cover each other's songs as the band. Like songs that you've already done or released and everything, but you sing Cody's songs and he sings yours. It could be like a weird yeah. concept album. And I have no idea yeah, if that we, would be good. I'll do some Cody songs acoustically sometimes. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, we need to have a song that's like Ray, 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 Cody, 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 Cody. You know, like we that's haven't done right. that yet, which, oh, which yeah. surprises me. That is surprising that you haven't done that with as many albums and songs you guys have done. I mean, how many albums do you actually guys have out now? Well, we're, the original one that we're recording in November is going to be our ninth. Yeah, that's a lot. That's the ninth good. record. Yeah, yeah, we're getting up there. Um, you know, a lot of people that have nine records out, at least two or three of them suck, but all ours are good. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> 
So we're gonna try to keep that trend going, man. Keep the keep it good still. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. You know, it's a good idea. You, you got a you got a good formula. Keep keep with it, and the formula <laughs> yeah. is make good albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the secret. Uh, uh, the pressure's on. Yeah, well, yeah, the pressure's always on. You know, like they call it. Yeah, you, what do they say when you come out with your second album? They're like, oh, it's, it'll be like the sophomore slump, and it won't be as good as the second one. And it's like. All right, well, we got through that. Now it's time for the third one. And they're like, oh, well, you, that better be good, too. And it's like, yeah, it's all <laughs> it's all people flapping their gums and shit or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. you got to do a good job every time. Yeah, now we're at, like, medical school diploma. I, we, we've yeah. been in school a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're, yeah. through, we're through college. And, um, yeah. Yeah, the songs are turning out great. Miguel's actually writing some really good songs. Brandon was he would write songs too he wrote yeah um you know four or five songs that, that were recorded on teenage bottle rocket records and so we lost brandon and miguel's really stepped up as far as the songwriting so it's cool and yeah i'm really excited i think puka our drummer up in canada is a little nervous because we're demoing these songs from home and there's a lot of mid-tempo songs so, you know we like we like to oh, rock shit. songs and yeah. And he's like, dude, where's the fucking <laughs> where's the punk song? Where's yeah. the you know the shredder or whatever? And so yeah. I think that's what me and Cody need to hunker down and try to, to get done before we go to the studios. Write a couple fast ones. Yeah, I hope you guys got at least one shredder on there. You know, like it's cool to like, you know, have, have maybe slow things down sometimes, but you know, you want that, yeah, you know. Chuka's right. Yeah. You gotta listen. He might not write the songs, but you know, it's good that he's there to keep that in mind for you guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are, are you guys recording again at the blasting room? Or are you switching it up and going back to the old place? Or what's going on there? Yeah, back at the blasting room. I live an hour away from the blasting room, and so does Cody. I'm up north of the blasting room in, in Laramie, Wyoming, and Cody is an hour south in Denver, Colorado. Nice. And then, yeah, we're going to have to uh, somehow sneak our drummer into the country. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, How's gonna that going to gonna work? <laughs> he's going to have to quarantine to the blasting room or something. And, and Miguel's going to come up from, from Dallas and, and lay down his tasty bass licks. Uh, both those guys kind of can get done with their shit and split. Yeah. Uh, me and Cody are the ones that have the work cut out for us. So. Yeah, I know how that goes. I mean, not to say they don't, but. Right, right. You know, drums. You know, that shit can get done in a few days, but <laughs> you got one exhausted yeah. drummer at the end of each each of those days. Yeah, yeah, we're going to give them five or six days, but we get we get started early. Uh, we want to start recording vocals as soon as possible, usually whenever we go in the studio. Oh, yeah. So he'll do four or five songs on the, the drums in a day, and then we'll lay down some scratch guitar and start singing right away. Just so a lot of, a lot nice. of bands go in the studio. And though we get everything done but vocals, and it's like, okay, you have two days left in the studio to do all your vocals, and oh, yeah. people will lose their, you'll lose your voice or whatever could happen. And we, uh, we don't fuck around with that shit. We've been through that nightmare, and now it's just like, hey, you know, Cody, we got seven songs each to sing. I'm gonna try to get one done a day until you know, and then we could have a bunch of time on backups and stuff. Got to come in with a plan. Yeah, that is a good plan. I don't know why the fuck people don't think about that more often when it's like, oh yeah, we got everything done. Now let's do the vocals. And then you got your lead singer singing like for however many days, like hours on end. It's like, of course they're going to fucking lose their voice. 
Like, why yeah. not do yeah. it, and like, like, gradually you know, over the process? Well, it's the most important part to, like, Bottle Rocket and Mass and Shooter songs, I think, are oh, the yeah. vocals. And and uh, if you, you don't want that shit to fall short. So Absolutely. Then again, I've also seen Coyote sing every single vocal part he had on the album, on the Freakout record, in a day, like, in, like, two hours. <laughs> they was like, well, Cody's done with his vocals. Wow. So he's a freak of nature. I work differently. I'm like, man, I want to give this song my all for an hour. And if it sucks till tomorrow, I'll work on it some more. But hopefully I'll get it done in an hour. And then the next day, kind of do that and layer on some guitars as we go. And so we'll have everything set up so we can record drums, bass, guitars, or vocals at any given moment. And we don't try to fuck ourselves over by like, oh, we're doing bass the next two days. It's like, no, no, we don't fucking do that shit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's good. I, it sounds like you guys got a real cool process, and it's like, yeah, obviously you guys have uh, been doing it long enough to have figured that out, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, how come other people haven't figured that out? <laughs> you know, like, we, we work with producers <laughs> that have been doing this before. How come they don't be like, hey, yeah, do the vocals, like, gradually, and stuff like that? It's weird, man. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think that it's a lot of the engineers are are, are set in their ways. And, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously you got to start with drums. You got to start with the, the basis of the tattoo, right? Oh, yeah, and then, right? And then, you know, a lot of engineers will be like, well, we're doing bass next. And for us, we're just like, well, we're doing some of the drums today. We'll do some scratch guitar, get some vocals out of the way. And, and you know, try to build it up a lot at the, time, at the same time instead of one tiny step at a time. And, yeah. and I don't know. That way, I think you can kind of hear ideas, too. If something comes to your mind and to get in the whole studio magic thing going, like, oh, fuck, let's rewrite this part and let's add this or whatever. And I, I love when that kind of stuff happens. It doesn't happen often for us, but... Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's super cool stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I can say for us that happens quite a bit. And, like, yeah, that's the, that to me, the, that is the funnest part about recording is, like, just totally messing around with, like, a song that you came in with a demo and you thought that was what the song was going to be. And then like people get ideas once you hear it in that studio and maybe the producer has something to say. And then it's like, whoa, this is like nothing what I thought it was going to be like. It's good shit. Yeah. Yeah. This song went from my least favorite demo to my favorite song on the record. I mean, yeah. it could happen. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear you guys are getting back in the studio and getting the album done and everything. Um... You probably don't got a like a release date. That's probably way too early to talk about that. But uh, well, that's it's all cool. fucked up because yeah, if um, you know, if we we're recording in November, which means potentially we could release this record in March. But if nothing's open in March, I, I'm I'm kind of like, what the fuck's the point in releasing a record? You know, like yeah. we we want to we oh. want to tour with an album, and I think that since. The COVID shit has hit. People have released records, and I've seen some of these records die out fast. Yeah, you know, I mean, you give you give a record more momentum whenever you could go and, and tour with it and play some shows. That's right. So that's like I talked to our publicist at, at Fat, and she she mentioned September for a release, and I'm like, man, that's almost a year after we record, which would suck. And then we're kind of like maybe May, but really the truth is nobody knows what the hell is going to happen. So, right. So we're kind of at the mercy of, of what's going to happen. And also 
we don't want to go up against like the new NoFX record or the new Lagwagon record. I mean, that kind of shit plays into the, the Bottle Rocket release for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, you gotta... So the release date, who fucking knows? But we're going to get it done. Yeah. But that's interesting. I just had a thought when you were talking about that. Like, what if, what if like, uh, you know, uh, musicians or artists in general were just like, hey, we're not going to fucking release anything until uh, we can tour. And then, like, maybe that would, like, make people be more responsible about, like, spreading the germs and stuff and, like, having parties in, on the beach in Florida and all that stuff. But, you know, it's like, you know Hollywood's making fucking movies. They're not coming out. You know, they release the new Bill and Ted movie and the King of Staten Island. I know there's more movies in their back pocket than that, but they're just waiting until people can go see them in the movies. Yeah, and, that's right. uh, it's, it's the same general idea, but... Uh, Fuck Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. Fuck Hollywood. That's <laughs> right. I mean, I will, I will like be in a movie if Hollywood wants me to. But since they don't, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Until you put Teenage Bottle Rocket and fucking Fletch Four. That's fuck right. You. That's right. <laughs> so growing up in, uh, I want to talk about you. How did you get into like the whole punk rock thing? What was Cause you 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 guys, I mean, you met Cody later, but like uh, you and Brandon and all your buddies grew up in in Laramie, right? Yeah, well, Brandon and I were both born in born in Texas, and we lived oh, there right. till we were eleven, and then we moved to Wyoming. We moved to Casper for a couple of years when we were eleven, and then we ended up in Laramie when we were thirteen years old, before eighth grade, and. We started a band in Laramie pretty fast after that called Vehicular Homicide, <laughs> nice. which was like a, a kind of a metal band. We didn't we we weren't good enough to be a metal band. We actually the extent of our metal was like Metallica and um, Death Angel, and I mean it wasn't too terrible, but it's not like you know we weren't like owned every Slayer record, so we we're yeah. just sort of like I think we're playing metal. It sounds <laughs> like dark, you know, yeah. it's heavy, yeah, and. Um, and then from there, we met up with this local record label called One Lay Pop here in Laramie. And they would host shows here in Laramie with like Seaweed played here and Firehose and Fugazi played here. And then my friends that were on this label opened up for Green Day in Fort Collins. Oh, wow. Um, in 1992, like on the Kerplug tour. Oh, wow. And then, and then these hippie friends of ours called Some Kind of Cream opened up for the Queers and Screeching Weasel in Fort Collins in 1993 on the Anthem for New Tomorrow tour. And we were like, this shit's attainable. Like, these guys played with our favorite bands. Yeah. Um, we were late to the game. We didn't know Green Day in 92. We didn't know Screeching Weasel in 93. But we certainly knew Green Day in 94 and Screeching Weasel in 94. And yeah. That's when we became friends with this record label. And it was inspiring the fact that we're in this college town that's population 33,000 people. Um, now, I want to say in the middle of nowhere because we're close to Denver, but... Um, you know, the fact that these local bands had opened up with bands that we admired and bands that we wanted to sound like um, yeah. was just like such a wind in the sails for us. We always thought of it as like a, a good thing. We never thought it was uh, a bad thing to be from Wyoming because of that. It was, uh, like I said, just it made it all seem more attainable. Like, hey, you opened up for Green Day? Fuck, we could open up for Green Day. We never have, but... Yeah. We've done every we've done everything else. <laughs> well, you gotta yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta have a something to keep reaching for, no matter how long right. you've been doing it, right? Um Yeah, yeah. It's the last check mark on the list, man. That's right. Me I think that's mine too. 
I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I, I, with or without mass intruder, I'll just go out there and tell some jokes or something. Or like maybe they'll just let me be on the stage and like uh, guitar tech or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I have a reoccurring nightmare of opening for Green Day, and I can't find a guitar pick. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just looking at the band like, please help. And everyone's like, you're holding up the shit. And like, it's not going to happen, dudes. We're fucked. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know those kinds of dreams <laughs> when it's like, oh, we're supposed to play a show. Oh, shit. None of my stuff is here. And the whole band's like out on stage waiting for you. You're like, uh, uh, you're just floundering. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I've had I've had the mic stands broken nightmare where I'm just like <laughs> jostling my mic stand. And yeah. the whole band's sitting there I mean, like, any yeah. day, dickhead. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of that happens in real life. But, you know, I can see it. Being exaggerated and being a total nightmare. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We took one of Chuka's symbols um, when we were in Zacatecas, Mexico, and we duct taped a microphone to the symbol stand. So me and Cody can both have a microphone. Oh, and uh, you know that's pretty. That's as close as the nightmares I can get. But uh. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun when you get in one of those like uh, super DIY situations, and they're like, "Oh, we got a microphone." That we hook up to this uh, guitar amp for the for the PA. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. We hang it from the ceiling and you just so, sing out there. And I'm like, so what you're saying is we're still a legitimate punk band. That's the way <laughs> yeah. I take yeah, it. Yeah, we're keeping it punk tonight. That's right. Um, yeah, so that's good. Uh, so you're playing. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it, it is cool that, uh, you know, bands were coming through uh, well Wyoming and you guys. Are you guys like uh, listed as the most famous band from Wyoming at this point? I think I did <laughs> yeah, a Google that, search. That's or like saying, like you know, that's weird. That's like saying that. Uh, what's the good? I, I don't want to sound like too much of a pervert, but it's like saying I have the biggest dick in my kid's fourth grade class. You know, it's like. <laughs> you well, know, yeah. Game of Thrones is the best. Like. I, I can't get to, I don't know. But the best TV shows with dragons on, on HBO. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's I, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. that's a bad analogy, but it's like, you know, it's it's the least populated state. And it's funny, like MSN released that, you know, like the biggest band from every state. And, you know, um, ZZ Top in Texas, Bruce Springsteen in Jersey, oh. and freaking Prince in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And course. so it's cool to, like, hey, Chief Butter Rock in Wyoming, we made the list, and a lot of people paid attention to it. So, you know, for the next week or so at the bars and stuff, they'd be like, dude, you guys fucking made it, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. Yeah, man. They just so it was, it was cool. It, it was cool to be, to, um, to, for that to happen. And it's also a joke at the same time. Yeah. And so, you know, love it all. I love it all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's got, I feel like I would still be proud of that. And, but at the same time, like, yeah, you could joke about it. It's, yeah, it's a little bit of, a little bit of both. A little column A yeah. and column yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Can't take yourself too seriously. Um, I'm sure Bruce Springsteen didn't even see the list, you know? <laughs> That's right. I mean, I wonder who the biggest band from LA is. And also, who cares, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like you know the California band. A lot of like Colorado had a weird band that I didn't recognize. And then I asked my girlfriend like, "Who's this?" And she's like, "Are you stupid? And you don't know this?" And like, I I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing though. It's like uh, 
You know, people might actually care who the biggest band out of Wyoming is or like Iowa or something like that. Or even like, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, we're from that area kind of. So we know like how important Prince is or was to, well, still is to Minnesota and all that. But like some people yeah, yeah. might not know that he was from there. And so they're going to look at a list and be like, holy shit, fucking Prince is from there. Holy shit. Teenage Bottle Rockets from there? Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously you guys got a little bit of that but, Wyoming pride and, and in you. Those, those lists could stuff. get you, those lists could get people in trouble, you know? It's like, here's Fat Mike and his 30 <laughs> favorite releases on Fat. And it's just like, you know, I, I, Teenage Bottle Rockets not on the list, but neither's the oh, Lawrence shit. Arms. Randy, the band's not on the list. It's like, you're agitating me not because my band's not on the list, <laughs> because you yeah, didn't include some releases. It's like, you are you crazy? Yeah, but um, so you know, I'm sure there's another band from from Wyoming that's like, well, we should be the biggest band. You know, we we opened up for Chris Ledoux and and Garth Brooks back in '87. So that's right. I'm sure there's some there's some country band out to get us now. <laughs> yeah, but what well, they had their day back in the whenever the '90s, I guess. Yeah, back back before Chris Ledoux passed on. Chris Ledoux is the biggest band from Wyoming, but the dude's dead. So here we are. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. You just knock them off. Thanks, and Chris. You're, you're good to go. All right. Thanks for dying, Chris. <laughs> That's right. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff, but chances are you're going to have some leftover or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a stupid merch company's web store right now and uh check out all the tight bands that are already on there they got a bunch of them like got uh, at the bomb pops on like the bad cop bad cop and stuff it's all good uh yeah uh all sorts of cool swag and uh right now right now if you go on there and you, at checkout you use the code prison you can get 15 percent off all of the uh stupid red merch branded apparel uh at stupidredmerch.com go check it out Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar or amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. 
Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. So, uh, anyway, uh, back to, getting back to, like, where we were talking about, like, you do, you see in these bands come through and it's inspiring and all that stuff. Like, how does Teenage Bottle Rocket start? Teenage Bottle Rocket started because Brandon and I were in this band called homeless wonders and homeless wonders really fell victim of we're listening to screeching weasel this week and that's what we sound like oh Oh, wait we've we've evolved because we discovered slapstick and lesson jake let's add horns and now we're screeching weasel with horns (laughs) um oh now we're listening to fagazi in a veil let's ditch the horn players let's not have any pop punk songs anymore and let's go like a more artsy fartsy way and uh oh we let we like at the drive-in now um here's our at the drive-in type song and um homeless wonders did some cool things we opened up for at the drive-in at gilman street oh, in, wow. in berkeley which was awesome it was on the viator and i'm not the biggest fan of at the drive-in now i don't like listen to their songs in my car or anything anymore but at the time i really loved them yeah and then our bass player quit and it left Brandon and I. Um, you know, trying to piece it back together and keep the band going. And meanwhile, our record label, Suburban Home Records, dropped us, which is just like big Shit. fucking wow. We never sold any records anyway. So like, <laughs> they, thanks for trying to sell our records at least. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, like in our heads, we had opened up for, at the drive-in at Gilman Street, we had opened up for Gutter Mouth in Denver once. And in our heads, we were doing something that was important to us and, and it was the most important thing in our lives. And then we were like, we want let, let's start a band but let's not try to impress people like how good we are at our instruments like let's not you know by the time we we're doing all this at the drive-in stuff uh it was like a lot of overly it was overly played you know we overplayed our instruments mm-hmm. and it came to the point where we could just look back and like is this even a song is this a song you know and then we we're like we're stripping this all down we're going to go back to the basics. This is going to be like the most Ramones band ever. And hell yeah. I remember on the, I remember on the first record, we, were, we refused to do two kick drum hits between the snare hits. So on another way, it's like do pep, do pep, do pep the whole way. We never went oh, do wow. pep because we are like, that's too, too you're much? showing off. You're, you're showing <laughs> off too much right there, you know? Um, and we were also like, at the end of the day, if you can't answer the question, what's this song about? Then it's not a song. So that kind of just threw out any sort of metaphorical, lyrical content, you know, as far as he's singing this, 
but he was really meaning this. And and we were just like, fuck that. Right. You know, you and like, this song's called Bloodbath of Burger King. You know, like, yeah, that's right. Um, so that that's really, and also the way we dressed and the way we looked, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to wear 501 blue jeans. We're going to fucking wear Chuck Taylor twos. We're going to wear leather jackets. And we're going to have an attitude. You know, we showed up to shows and other bands were thrown off. And it was at a time whenever a lot of bands that were getting some, some recognition around their hometown scene were all these overindulgent bands. And for us, we're like, fuck you. This song has three chords. It's a minute long and it's better than anything you've written. <laughs> That's right. You know? And even if it wasn't, we thought it was. And, and then um, we played with the Ataris and all here in Laramie. Nice. And the lead singer to all Chad price yeah. came up to Brandon and I, and he was like, dudes, I, I want to talk to you for a second. I, I like Homeless Wonders. It was really cool. I wow. fucking love your new band. I fucking love your new band. And th- that's when we were like, we're doing something. That yeah. like that totally inspired us. We're like, the lead singer all loves us. Yeah. Where are we going to go? That's, Where are we going to go? Oh, you yeah. know? And it's just like our wildest dream is to sign to Fat Records. We signed to Fat, and then we were like, what are we going to do now? You know? Like, yeah, that's right. But, so let's just uh, keep on going. I mean, one thing that the bottle rocket, one thing that's true about bottle rocket is we've outlived a lot of phases of these punk bands. We, we went on tour with dead and me and Cobra skulls, yeah. you know, we went on tour with Broadway calls. I mean, I know they just did a new record, so that's a bad example, but there's been like these little, we've been, you know, we've torn with bands that are like do two records and like fade away. And, uh, we've just always, every two years we're touring, we're releasing, we're doing it. And, Nothing stopped us. Stopped. Nothing stopped us. Not even the passing of our drummer. And that's something I don't take for granted. I think it's something that's really, really cool about the band. And I'm, I'm, I'm stoked we, we've been able to do that. Like, hey, yeah, no. yeah, no. You guys have, you know, you you keep keep powering on through, uh, you know, obviously thick and thin and uh, all sorts of crazy shit. And uh, that's <laughs> well. Fucking- Cool. You know, being in Louisiana with that's intruder, and I remember with you guys. And, and <laughs> yeah, Homa. Miguel came backstage, and he's like, "We're all getting fuck tattoos." That's right. And uh, and we were like, "Well, we are." I, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> but, well, and then the next morning, Miguel wakes up all hungover, and he has fuck tattooed across his chest. And I think right. that yellow got one too. Yeah, pretty sure did. orange got one. That was when uh, I got my crawdad tattoo. You got your crawdad. I was like, I was right. like you got I, your crawdad. Well, the funny thing is, like. And the guy was like just drawing fuck really uh really small on the on them. And I was like, Well, I don't necessarily want that, but could you draw like a little crawdad to commemorate, you know, this crazy weird fucking night in in New Orleans that we or not New Orleans. It was Homa. Homa. Homa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and and he's like, sure. And he drew this big fucking thing. And you know, people <laughs> people who see pictures of me can see that on there. It's not a yeah. lobster, it's a crawdad. Uh, but yeah, 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 I wasn't expecting that. And then I felt bad because he was like, oh, it's free. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you got the best tattoo that night. Congratulations. I'd like to fuck tattoos too, though. I probably, I, I, I could, maybe I'll get one of those next time we go there. But that was a Miguel crazy had night. to cover up one of his, one of his fuck tattoos on his knee. Cause he's doing yoga. Oh, and shit. there's this like, 
a different clientele at the yoga place and uh <laughs> It just says fuck above his knee. And so now it's just like this black bat. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What happened to fuck? <laughs> that, I guess that's the thing. He just likes to get fuck tattoos. I mean, yeah, he's got three of them. Well, one of them's covered up, but yeah. Yeah. Two of them are above each other. He's like, well, that was one night I got a fuck tattoo. And here's another night I got <laughs> That's good. I like it. Um, Yeah. That was a fun night because, uh, you know, that guy, I think, uh, I think a guy got kicked out like twice, and he was wearing like Crocs. He kept getting up on yeah, the stage. Yeah, that and, guy. And, and it was like that, such a that fucking guy. That guy. Yeah, um, and you yeah, were like, you know, it's been two times that I've been singing, and someone just grabs my mic stand and just like tries to take all my teeth out with a microphone. Yeah. One was that night, and one was in Casper, Wyoming, but. You know, sometimes I sing with my eyes closed, and I just oh, I yeah. don't. I'm in the moment, and then I'm just getting smashed. And yeah. the thing about it was that night, in Louisiana, that guy that smashed my face with the microphone, pretty big dude. <laughs> yeah, I remember him being pretty big. But, <laughs> but, but wait a minute, can we all just beat him up? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was such a weird show too because it was at that bar and it was like probably I mean, you know, as far as turnout and everything, it was probably the worst show of the tour. I mean, I think that's Oh, yeah, say. by far. Yeah. Um but there's an alligator in the bayou out back and we were feeding that alligator. That was cool. That was cool. And we did a lot of cool stuff. It we had a good like Louisiana experience. Uh, you know, and it's like it's it's weird playing in Louisiana as a punk band, like anywhere, I think, because you know, you go to New Orleans, that's the big city, and they're all into jazz. Like they don't really give it doesn't seem like I mean, obviously there's some kind of punk scene there because you got pairs in in, in like that, Yeah, I mean I think the pairs would be the first band to admit that that it's difficult there, you know? It's yeah. a tough tough state. Yeah. Um and our and our agency at the time, the the Deborah booked that tour from Devil Dolls, and she's based out of New Orleans. Oh, really? And yeah, and she she booked Descendants in New Orleans in like 1987. She was showing me the flyer. Wow. Um, I'm sure it's gone through a lot of transitions. You know, the hurricane comes and just buries sure. the whole fucking town. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't really even see it anymore as like getting from point A to point B. Man, I, we're just gonna skip Louisiana from here on out. <laughs> I mean, I like to go there because it's it's cool. So maybe like a day off in Louisiana. But yeah, like yeah. Uh, you I'll know. go I'll go bass fishing at Toledo Bay and sure, but I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. set, I'm not gonna unload my amp to play home. I'm done with it. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'm into that. Oh, or maybe just go get real drunk and end up at that tattoo parlor again. Uh, <laughs> at, at like three right. Yeah, all right. That's good stuff. <laughs> I guess that's the trade-off. You know, he was offering free tattoos, but it, but here's the catch: <laughs> the tattooer is gonna be wasted. So I mean, that's that's kind of fair, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna yeah. get a free tattoo, but uh, you know, he's 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 flying blind. Uh, all right, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like we can look back that I, I we've talked about that show fucking hundreds of times it feels like at this point yeah. and it, it, it when it goes on to it pretty terrible show but <laughs> you, you yeah. had the fuck tattoos and the alligator and my girlfriend passed out and pissed her pants oh yeah she and, got really uh, it's like so many different elements it's just like the night that happened like i got my teeth almost broken up by a microphone yeah. and um hey some shitty shows are the ones that you remember forever. It's true. It's crazy how that works. Like, uh, there's definitely like 
some big shows that I'll never forget. But yeah, some of those, uh, yeah, the the microphone flying in your face and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's well, yeah, it's it sucks to get to catch a microphone to the face when eight people are there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like if it was like a big one of these. We, we made one of these eight people mad. Uh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Well, that was the thing too. It was like, all right, <laughs> we're we're not playing for too many people tonight. Um, and the stage is like a foot high or whatever. Uh, but that's fine. We're still gonna fucking like party down with these people because, you know, they they're into it. They deserve a good show, and we fucking want to play. So let's do it. And then it was just like I don't know. It was like these guys were just like, wait, do you know how to party? Because you're doing a terrible job of it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yep, and that's the thing. Home of Louisiana. It'll <laughs> always be there and it'll remain in our hearts forever. Will. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> probably drive through it again someday. <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've been doing uh have you been doing any acoustic stuff during all this these pandemic times? I, I've done two. I've done two of them. I did I did the red scare thing, which was was way fun. I think Toby did it right where he was like Everybody oh, yeah. played two songs, three songs max. So, you know, I mean, at that point, when if you even if you have like shitty audio and no one can hear what the fuck you're doing, it's only three songs and you fuck off afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I did the spam fest thing and that was a half hour. It went great. Oh, wow. But watching some of the other people perform that didn't have the best sound, it was like, oh, oh no, yeah. because. You don't get out in two songs. You you got half an hour of just oh, yeah. looking and sounding terrible. But uh, it, it's kind of, it's a weird vibe. It's weird to finish a song acoustically, like at an online performance, and there's not any applause. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's gotta be. Uh, weird. You're like, and then I, I find it real awkward. I find it real awkward. <laughs> um, if the right opportunity came along, and and. Uh, and I and I when I wanted to do it, I do it. Um, I'm not saying no forever to this shit, but yeah, sometimes it's just like uh, some of these people that are doing it. It's like you save yourself the embarrassment and let's all wait. Let's wait it out. <laughs> well, I wonder if it's gonna be like uh, that. Might be a thing that happens more when people can start like being around each other more and it, it you know things are totally different where i am people are like doing whatever the fuck they want these days because there's like no 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 cases happening here or the, or, or the, the disease or whatever there's yeah no virus. i saw walk units in fucking germany touring right now yeah yeah it's weird um so but yeah in the states it's like people gotta get their shit together uh but when they do start to i wonder if like acoustic music could like be a thing that happens like first because the way i feel about it is like if you get you know 10 people in a room and you're watching here going back to huma <laughs> you get 10 people in a room and they're watching somebody play acoustic guitar and it's not so bad i mean it would be better if there was more but you get 10 people in a room watching a band play it's like shit the band is as big as half the crowd what the fuck? yeah yeah, yeah. Actually, the crowd is the two opening bands. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, that that happens a lot here in Laramie. And dude, dude, we're like we're in the same storm, different boat here in Wyoming. So there there has been some open mic nights and some shows in Laramie that are more the whatever folk 
country stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, now there's an outbreak at the University of Wyoming, and they oh. put the they put they put the semester on pause. And oh wow! So finally, you know, it's like there's this tornado around your town, and you're like in the eye of it, and you're safe. Yeah. But we finally got hit by the fucking shit, you know, like yeah. the curve for the hurricane kind of hit us metaphorically. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so I freaked out yesterday because there's the outbreak at my girlfriend's work too. She works in hospice at this, this, uh, medical facility in, in Fort Collins yeah. and they have a fucking outbreak and they had to send three nurses home and oh, 17 shit. people that live there got it. And, uh, wow. so yesterday after the outbreak at the university of Wyoming was announced, I'm like, I, I've, I, I'm gonna have to get tested. So yeah. I went to Milo's doctor, the his pediatrician, and they have this rapid test there that's 95% accurate. It takes 15 minutes, and they swab my nose. I'm like, cool, man. I've, I've had stuff on my nose before. I know how to do this. <laughs> and then I um and then uh, and they tested me, and I was negative. And it was actually a big relief because in my head I was like, fuck, my whole town's got it. My girlfriend's got it. Everyone's yeah. got it. But like, turns out none of us do. But yeah, it was nice to have that that peace of mind. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, it's 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 crazy to me uh, being able to like not be around all of it and and watching that because it's like I don't know. Are things getting better over there, or, or is it just like uh, continuing on? Yeah. Right. I mean, like I said, I'm in Wyoming. Um, there was a time, you know, whenever Manhattan was like all sick. Yeah. But I'm sure that you could take your bicycle and ride your bike through Times Square and no one was there. It was the yeah. biggest Twilight Zone episode ever. And like, yeah. To me, that's just fucking amazing. But now I'm sure it's getting touristy again and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Vegas is open again. Yeah. People are back in the casinos. And, that's true. And uh, it's just like, is everybody jumping the gun a little early? Uh, probably. And then it's just <laughs> like everybody has to wait for a vaccine before we could play a punk show. Because the last time Bottle Rocket played was... Well, we play with MXPX. We played these two shows with MXPX, but the time before those MXPX shows was like a headlining show in Virginia Beach, hmm. and it was like 350 people in a 300 cap room, crowd surfing, beer oh, spitting, yeah. the most unsafe oh, coronavirus situation ever. And I think it's gonna be a long time till we get back to that. Yeah, it could be. Oh, man. Unfortunately. Wow. I mean, it's weird because I can think about like. Oh, yeah, I remember playing shows. That was a good time. But you saying that and, like, being able to picture a show like that, holy shit. That, I miss so much. It's, yeah. Because, you know, it's Yeah, been, it's, it's fun. And it's just, like, Bottle Rocket had a new record that came out in 2019. And um, yeah. we our whole thing was, let's do 10-day stints, you know. Yeah. We're going to knock Florida and, like, the Lower East Coast out in 10 days. We're going to do Chicago and Toronto. And all that stuff in 10 days instead of just like, let's go out for 45 days and do every city that has a professional basketball team in America. That's like what we used to do. And now there's wives and uh, families. And uh, so we do the 10 day stints. You know, you get one weekend, you get the week and then you get the next weekend. So and then we fuck off. And uh, man, we had the, the best 10 day stint book through Chicago and Toronto and Montreal. We had played Montreal. Since like 2015 with Brandon, we've never played Montreal with Chuka. Wow, really? Um, yeah, we did the Montebello Rock Fest with like Megadeth and fucking Queens of the Stone Age and shit. So yeah. we couldn't. There's a radius clause. You can't play Montreal and that festival. All right. But anyway, you know, just 
you know, it's been so long since we've been to Montreal and uh, we were playing Quebec City again. And it was just like going to be the best stint of our lives. We were finally taking out our own sound guy. Oh, it took shit. us 20 years to get our own. It took us 20 years to afford our own sound guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and then it all just fucking. Oh, yeah. Poof, later. Oh, See ya. Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's that that would have been great. Everybody's doing it in the same boat though like uh everybody's got the whole year canceled and i'm i don't know at first i was like you know it, it, we they kept pushing it back a month or two months and then it was like yeah i was like right away i was like really this shit you might as well just cancel the whole thing and that's it gets embarrassing people try to hold on we try to hold yeah. on man we rescheduled for july yeah and then at some point it's just like 2020 is done. Let's yeah. just let's spare ourselves. Let's spare right. our booking agent the effort of rebooking this fucking thing five things over, five yeah. times over, and well, and uh, but it's also important because like people like like a booking agent, like they're relying on the money from booking a tour. You know, like that's what they yeah. live on. Like band dudes, you know, a lot of us either have a job <laughs> or yeah. you know we can go out and get a job. We didn't, you know, like. Whatever, but uh, you know, oh, I like, hear you. I hear you, man. You know, I mean, I think Res Caridon is great because our our agent's Toby. Yeah, <laughs> Toby's our booking agent. So I think that he sells enough old Mass Intruder records and Teenage Bottle Rocket <laughs> records and Menzingers records to take care of himself while he's uh, oh yeah, he does. Um, you know, living the good life uh, wherever he's at. Yeah, and, you know, he's been uh, bouncing around. So, but yeah, I, I think there are some booking agents that that really felt it, and I think they're looking for solutions. I think that they're getting together and they're like, "What do we do?" Yeah, um, we so. can book we can book like a cover band at house parties. <laughs> we get them eight thousand dollars. We can just book tours in the red states, red states only. They believe in Trump. They believe yeah. in social. They don't believe in social distancing. Let's go take advantage of it. You know, you and it's go. just like it's got to be the. Most yeah. wild conversations. That's right. Oh, I thought about like if you could fi- figure out uh, a thing where everybody like uh, it could be like a pay per view thing, but you get like a projector in like or maybe even holograms. And you put it out there, <laughs> and people like you just have like a stationary camera on the band playing. And then people could just like beam it into their home, and it's just like being there. Except then you're just standing there in your living room, and there's nobody next to you. It's so weird how that's like such an important thing is like social interaction at these shows. It's like, yeah, you can watch the band play, you can watch them, and even like have it be live, even like with a big ass TV screen or something. But it's just not yeah. the same as having people yeah. next to you. I mean, I've been to shows where. I'm like, this is the best I've ever heard a band sound live. Ever. Yeah, yeah. And I'll take out my phone and I'll tape the song. Yeah. And the next day, it's the worst I've ever heard a band sound <laughs> ever. Yeah, that's also the thing. Yeah. It's just that's the way it goes. I mean, you have to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of times, Change Bottle Record has a chance to watch some of the bigger bands we open for from the side stage, but I always make myself out to the crowd and kind of stand by the sound booth because that's yeah, where that's the fucking, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's where it's rad for me, in, you know? Right? Yeah, for sure. I was watching like Stockline Trio once and they don't have any, they don't use monitors, they use the inner ear monitors. So to me, it was just like, am I watching a band? 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Let me go to the crowd. And the same thing with the hives. Saw the hives yeah. and fuck rock bowling. And I'm like, there's 40 fucking people side stage right now. I can't see the fucking band. And then I just went to the crowd. I'm like, oh, like, I'm oh, in the crowd. Yeah. This, this is better. Like, yeah, what good would, job, Ray. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I wonder what that would sound like with bands using Inias on stage. Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just got a sound guy. We were, we're, we're like 40 more years yeah. from inner ear monitors. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we thought it would be interrupting. You guys, your ear monitors would fit in, like, it would squeeze in good. I bet. That's the idea. They would, no they one would see them. No one would see them. <laughs> I know. That's the, the, the best part. In your matters, they no will one knows. never know exactly, and and we'll we'll sing just as badly. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you mentioned family earlier, so uh, what? How how's Milo doing? Is he being good? Milo's great. Yeah, yeah, man. They're he's they're back in junior high. He's he's in the A group, so they go Mondays and Wednesdays. Oh, is and that then how they Online it? stuff Tuesdays, okay. Thursdays, and Fridays. So um, so they're like keeping the school population down. They yep, they like split the, it in half, the and there's one level. one middle school here in Laramie, so it it was the pretty big classrooms, you know, twenty seven, twenty five, twenty seven people per class, and now it's like thirteen people oh, wow. per classroom. Yeah. And they're spaced out. The lunch line is six feet apart from each other, and everyone eats lunch at their own desk, which oh, is weird. six feet apart from each other. So they um they're being safe, and a lot of parents decided not. To send their parent their kids back to school, but but my, Milo was like, dude, I I want to get school clothes. I want to go like see my buddies I haven't seen forever. And yeah, um, it's gotta be. I wear I wear a mask. Kids. It's like, dude, your choice. Let's go do it. And who knows what it's gonna if it's gonna last? You know, I mean, it, in two weeks there could be some sort of outbreak at the junior high and yeah, Milo's yeah. school gets shut down. But right. but so far so good. Um, last year, whenever all this shit hit in March, and he had to stay home, he was in German one. And oh, good. the German one teacher sent us the first German one assignment. Yeah. And it was like, it was like the story in German and there, there was questions in German and you had to answer these questions in German. And wow. so we we're like, e- easy. Let's just send it to my friend, Annika in Berlin. Right. Uh-huh. And so Annika in Berlin does Milo's homework for him. Like uh-huh. <laughs> dumbs it down a little bit because, you know, like we don't know German. We don't know what this says. We, yeah. we have no idea. And so yeah, she did right. it for us. So we turned in Milo's homework assignment and we got a 67%. Oh, shit. Like, damn it. My friend from Berlin did this shit. <laughs> um, and so the teacher ended up being a lot more relaxed with her grading system. I think she must've got chewed out by, by some parents, but everybody was like, dude, how are we supposed to know German? We don't know German. We're taking German. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, with math, I could set in like, yeah, dude, Y equals MX plus B. I remember this man, get out the graph paper. But yeah, with German, I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, I know you got friends in Berlin, but you know, I got some friends here. Uh, so you know, if you if, if if you need some help, I could see about like helping. I then see, I I I know Intruder Green's um homegirl in Leipzig could do Milo's homework. She might be able to get an A for us. That's true. She probably would. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, she says hi. By the way, I'm supposed to tell you. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, I got one last question for you. Unless there was something else you wanted to bring up. Oh, no, no. Go ahead with the one last question. All right. Crime stories. Do you got one? 
All right, crime stories. You know, I was thinking of one because I just went to Subway yeah. down the street from my house. Okay. And uh, the bass player to Homeless Wonders, before he quit, he was working at Subway as a sandwich artist. Oh. And, uh, and he got robbed. Oh, shit. He got robbed. And this is before cell phones. So the story goes, this dude came in with a knife, like, into your register. And yeah. while... He, while Rob was emptying the register. The dude took the phone off the wall and cut it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, shit. Yeah. And anyway, looking back on it, I'm pretty sure Rob just fucking robbed Subway himself and stole the phone (laughs) and told his boss. Like, hell yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a good idea. But who knows? Maybe he was robbed. I mean, there were no cameras. Go for it, dude. Yeah. (laughs) So. It was inspired by lunch today. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Excellent. Although I'm totally burnt out on Subway. I did that on the Red Scare tour where we were out with Elway and Sam Russo. I tried to eat Subway like every day because it was cheap and I thought it was healthy. Turns out it ain't that healthy. And uh, now I just can't st- stand the smell of Subway after eating it every day for like <laughs> a month and a half. Whew. Too much of a good thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, hell yeah, dude. Well, I hope we can fucking uh, get together some time for real. And uh, me too, man. Me too. We can play some tones together again. I wish uh, I wish I was in Deutschland now, dude. Oh yeah, you guys should come over here. Actually, you might be able to do that sooner oh, than I can come there. I look at go to junior high online, like from anywhere. We could just that's we'll true. Just move to that's we'll the thing. There. That's the thing I think is gonna hopefully happen for some people at least on this. Uh, is that like people figure out like not only can I work from anywhere uh, because I have the internet and a computer, but I could fucking uh, you know kids can go to school from anywhere. Maybe it could be cool. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, miss you guys, man. Miss you too, uh, buddy. Wait later, later, Green. Late. And that's it for the Intruder Green podcast. I want to thank Ray again for being on it. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all Intruder Green. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus 1608-535-9608. The Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup, Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting sweet flights, Railway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particle Spy Type Rose. If you want to become a producer of the podcast, hit me up on patreon.com slash intruder green. I can feel in when I move. Oh yeah, I got holes in my shoes. What? What's uh... What's up? Oh, that's good. That's a good signal. <laughs>